This is episode 21. This episode highlights the experiences of six business owners and one attendee at the very first Mercado Latinx 209 in Stockton, California on Sunday, March 31st, 2019. This is part one. To listen to more vendors in part two, please go to episode 22. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, bienvenidos. I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate, a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. Join me to hear stories from entrepreneurs of different cultures and identities. I believe consumers want to support businesses and organizations that they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. I know it does for me. Also, my daughter will join me once a month to talk about the kid entrepreneur perspective. So subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Relate and Elevate. And today I am recording from Stockton, California. I came with my kids. It is Sunday, March 31st, and we all came out here for the first ever Mercado Latinx 209. So we're really, really excited. It's a free event. There's lots of vendors. There's free kid painting, body painting. Um, there's cool activities for the kids or for everyone. There's lots of food. And so I'm going to be interviewing I'm going to be interviewing some of the vendors that are here and you'll get to know them. And also follow hashtag MLX209 to see posts about the event. Um, so here is our first guest. Okay, so I'm here with my first guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Michelle and I own Lux and Found and I do uh, thrift and vintage clothing. And how did you start your business? Uh, where, where are you located? I'm actually from Stockton, so I'm super excited that this mercado is happening in my hometown. Um, I actually started, uh, you know, I love fashion, always love fashion, and it was a neat uh, become a stay-at-home mom that my passion, I, I found my true calling, and that was, um, you know, the need, the need for to provide, and I wasn't working. So it was really like a passion project that turned into a business. And yeah. two years later, I'm here with a website, clothing tags, and popping up at your local events. <laughs> yeah, I really like your logo, and it's so cute how um, it looks so professional, and everything's so nice and clean, your setup, and your how everything is tagged. So you you actually sell used clothing. Yes, yes I do, and um, it's also a way of eco-friendly shopping, you know? So I'm so happy that you do this, because a couple weeks ago, I was clearing out my house and I had bags and bags of clothes and I was like oh, a lot of this clothes just doesn't fit my kids or it just doesn't fit me or we never even wore it like and I was thinking I had been coming to some of these events these mercados and I was like oh, nobody's selling used clothing but I found you you are <laughs> yeah and it, um, you know a lot of people are doing more of the vintage um, what makes me a little bit different is that I do a lot of what you can find like what girls love fashion nova 
and I carry a lot of the same stuff, but mine's is uh, vintage and it's Levi's and it's really, really quality brands that you're not going to cost you an arm and a leg or, you know, it's not manufactured from China and then they're just overpricing. It's really quality products. Um, and that's really my unique talent. It's uh, being able to source quality thrift apparel. And then, like, I turn them into one-of-a-kind wearable arts, like the vintage Levi jeans. I do my own distress. So every distressed denim that you see in there were either uh -huh. pants that, like, had, like, a stain on the, on the leg and they probably gave them away. I don't know, but I find these items and I turn them into wearable art. Oh, yeah, they're so beautiful. Thank you. It, they don't, it doesn't look like you have used clothing. It, they all look unique, brand new. They're beautiful. Thank you. Look, I'm laughing because um, somebody asked for pricing and my mom's over there at my booth. <laughs> She's like, where are you at? So, yeah, that's, um, you guys, I really enjoy doing these events because events like these bring the community together and it's so important that we have these events because we're able to showcase local talent and we're supporting the Latino community. I don't see anything better than that, supporting your own people and doing what they do. Yeah. Yeah, these events are really fun and um, you shared something with me earlier, your perspective as a vendor. You've gone to lots of other events and how is this one different as a vendor for you? First off is the, the um, what I like to call ambiente. You know, it's uh, when you get here, uh, most events, you know, you kind of get there, they just kind of show you your spot and it's like, okay, but I came here and instantly, like, if you're a vendor and you know you're by yourself, you kind of struggle carrying and stuff and there was, everybody was just willing to help. You know, do you need my car and, you know, do you need help? I'll help you with that setting up my tent and I really took that in today like, wow. It's just the vibe is different, and I think it's the fact that we're Latinos and we know the struggle firsthand, you know. So they probably were like, maybe one time I was at an event by myself and I had a hard time, let me go help her. And that's really important because we're supporting one another and it just, we feel welcoming. And I also noticed that the vendors were hugging each other, like family, like if you knew each other. And I'm like, wow, this is really what, what needs to happen, and it's happening, so I'm really proud of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really proud too. It makes my heart happy. And... You know, like for me, coming out here, driving a couple hours away to do a podcast, I love it because I brought my kids, it's a family event, and you know, I get to spend the day with my kids and doing what I love, talking to small business owners too. Yes, so, and yeah. I'm excited that you're here because you guys are going to actually see the different perspective from vendors, hear a little bit about their story, and um, just really come out here and support you too. I think that's important too because yeah. you have a platform and you're giving us a platform, so that's yeah. really, really, really oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, whatever I can do to help the small business owners because I really believe that if we help each other as business owners and we elevate as a community, then we can transform the next generation. Yes, and I, put, I said that the other day, you know, thinking about everything. I'm first generation, you know, Ecuadorian-American. I'm from Ecuador. And we're, we have to pave the way because our parents didn't have the same opportunities. So mm -hmm. being that we have different opportunities, it's like you said, we're setting the path and the foundation for future generations to come. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Beauty>. <laughs> yeah, my kids in the background. Well, thank you very much, and um, go find her. What is your Instagram? Um, um, where do you sell? Yeah, um, I'm actually only online, and you guys can find me on Instagram slash I Found Lux, and my website www.ifoundlux.com. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you guys. Well, it goes well for you. 
Okay, so here I have another guest. I have Anna from The One Lock. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? Okay. Um, hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. And um, I started um, my business, well, I was always a crafter, and then I just started um, making things for gifts, and then everybody's like, you should be selling this. And Yeah, they're really beautiful. So, so I, what, do you, what do you make? I make handbags. Um, all handmade fabric, all fabric bags, different sizes, uh, coin bags. I also go out and reach. I do magnets. It's, it's just whatever comes to mind. I just get inspira inspiration, and then I just create things sometimes. So, how long have you been crafting before you actually started selling? Oh my goodness! I started as a teenager. Um, oh. Yeah, high school um, art. I started with painting, watercolors, acrylics. I started that way with drawing, and and then it just one day I had gotten a fabric that was um, from Alexander Henry, and it was the Aztec warriors. And I just after that I just went crazy, just looking for different unique fabrics, prints, oh, anything. Okay. So. Yeah, you have That's very, very me. unique items. You don't have very many that are two the same. No, and I don't have really a pattern. I just start with my own idea of the size I want, and then I go from there. That's very difficult to do, because I, I know a little bit about sewing. My grandma, I grew up with her sewing, mm -hmm. and um, it's very difficult to not follow a pattern. I, it took me, well, I think, I, I can sew like garments and it's funny people ask me, you know, how I learned how to sew and it really was from home ec, high school, oh. learning how to sew and then it's from there I just would sew my own clothing and then it just, and then I started work, family, got busy with that but then after I, um, I had gotten laid off of work and I had more time and, and, um, and just went from there and then I, I um, started following um, Simpa Vida. And, uh -huh. um, oh, Gloria, she makes yeah, the dolls. Yeah, Gloria, yeah, yeah, makes the dolls. And then I um, realized that she's in the same town as me. And then we just, she invited me to one of one of the one of the gatherings here. And I was just like, just hooked. It just everybody's just so nice and just so you know they, they help each other out. And it's just a really, really great community. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's really, I found it. And it was, I would go to other other events, and it just wasn't the stuff people wanted. Other events I would go to. Your the, the what you sold. My style, yeah. Wasn't being wasn't no, really they, doing they, well. No, it wasn't really what people were looking at. So I was I kind of gave up for a while, and I just would sew and give things away. And then, and then when I found this community, I was just it was great. I just went from there. Now I just do it all the time, whenever I can. Yeah. Get me a, a spot, and it's been beat some really great people. Where do you sell your items? Where do I sell them? Yeah, so you sell them at these events, mm -hmm. and then where else do you sell them? Oh, um, I'll do them online. I do my, I have an Etsy that I've started, but I still need to make more time for that. Mm -hmm. So I did push myself and start an Etsy account. So oh, good for you. And I get a lot of from messaging from Instagram and all that. They ask me if I can do things, or asked about an item that I posted. And what is your Instagram page? It's, it is the one lock, um, or the one love of crafting. And, That's what um, L-O-C stands for. Yes. Love of crafting. Yes. One lock. Yeah. One lock. That's what it's I like it. Short name. 
but it's meaningful. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. it. Yeah, so it's been um, it's been a real, really great experience to do this, to be able to do this. You know, at my at my age, I guess too, because I'm you know grandma and and um, you know we have older kids, and they've been all so supportive to what I'm doing now. Yeah. So who's helping you today? Oh, my son came by to see me, and my daughter. He helps me sometimes. He'll come and set up for me, and then, um, and also, if I'm by myself, there's always somebody that will come and help you because everybody just helps each other. So it's yeah. really just really nice, yeah, great community. It is. These events are so fun. Uh huh. And as you meet other vendors, then you just connect. Yes. And, yeah. I started and I haven't um, I haven't used a pattern in quite a while but uh, I just uh, it's, it's just something comes up and I just get an idea and, or um, they laugh at me when I have an idea and everybody's looking at me at home they're like what are you doing and I said give me a minute you'll see <laughs> give me some time and then they go oh I get it you know I'll, I'll find something in the, at the craft store and I'll get inspired by like the magnets that I do I print out a picture and, and I I fix it onto a um, little glass pebbles. Uh-huh. And it magnifies the picture. Yeah, those are really cute. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they're really a lot of different images. Yeah. What's the most popular item you sell? I call them the snap bags. I don't know if people some people remember from back in the day they they're little peg like little coin purses. Oh yes. And they're really small, they fit in your back pocket. You just squeeze it on the yeah, ends and, and it opens. Uh-huh. And my grandma used to have a whole bunch of yeah, those. Yeah, because back in the day and I remember it, I was like, I wonder if I could do that and um And you've created them with your yeah. own fabric that you uh -huh. find, different prints. Yeah. And it's great because they hold your cash really well, your cards really well. Put it in your back pocket and you have free hands. And I've used it. I've used it because, like, when you go to concerts, you have to go and get your bags all checked out. Yeah. If you don't have no bags. You have a shorter line. You can go right in. And I do that. I'll put my card and my money and my, and my ticket, put it in my back pocket, my yeah. phone, and I'm gone. Oh, that's great. That's one of my bigger sales. The kids love them. Yeah. The kids really love them. I always sell them to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my best. Uh, and my tote bags. The tote bags, yeah. yeah. And then you even have like little makeup size yeah. bags with zippers. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're yeah. all so beautiful. Thank so you. go on to her Instagram page and look at all the beautiful bags and magnets and everything she makes, and send her a message on Instagram if you want to buy anything. I do. I do shipping. Yep, you mm -hmm. she'll she'll ship them out to you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for thank you for having me. So I'm here welcoming another guest. This is Lindsay from Tennyson's. You Ten want to oh Tennyson's of California. Tennyson's of California. That's your full business name. And what do you sell? Um, we sell children's apparel and um, also home goods like accessories, stickers, prints. Basically, lowrider lifestyle. That's what we sell. Lowrider lifestyle. Yep. It's so cute. Your shirts are so cute. Thank you. Yeah, we have the, our kids' Pendleton shirts. So they're based off of the 1963 version of Pendleton, which is really popular in the lowrider community. It's kind of a staple of the wardrobe. 
but uh, Pendleton doesn't make it for children, so we did our own uh, children's board shirts. So how did you start this business? What made you want to make lowrider-inspired apparel? Well, uh, me and my boyfriend are really into cars. I've always been into cars growing up. Uh, I grew up in Reedley, California. And um, those were the first things that I admired was lowriders and, and cruises that used to happen in my community. And um, I, I own a 1947 Plymouth. I've had a 62 Ford Falcon. I'm a lowrider girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then I've also worked uh, in the fashion industry for 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've done everything from plus size to men's, women's, and children's. And um, kids was just really fun for me because you can have a lot of fun in that area. Uh, yeah. And, and I love little clothes. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, and we just wanted to um, do something that was a little more kid-friendly. So, like, our lowrider pillows are set up on the back and on the front. is a It's a Color Me pillow, so you can actually color in the graphic of our pillow. Oh, cool. Yeah, we just wanted to make something fun for kids because it's a very adult community, um, but there's a lot of families. So lowrider familia is really important to us at Tennyson. And how long have you been selling? We've been in business since October of um, 2017, mm -hmm. but um, we we really hit the ground this year in uh, at, well at the end of 2018. So uh, mm -hmm. we took about a year designing a lot of our products, uh -huh. and we came out strong in uh, in 2018. So. Really, we've only been selling at uh, different mercados and vendor events since uh, October of 2018. So, just a few months. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a really good. We've had a really good reception to our brand, and um, yeah, it's just been really fun to meet people and meet other Latino brands and Latino brand owners, and it's been a really cool experience. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the best thing is that. Even though all of these Latino, Latina, Latinx vendors, we all come from very similar culture and background. Right. Every vendor is completely different. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that's cool because everybody has their own elements that they bring. And it's just, that's one thread that connects us is our, our you know, how we represent our herb, how we how we relate to each other it is that's just one thread you know yeah it's kind of cool because everybody brings their own sabor you know everybody has their own flavor yeah. that's <laughs> why my podcast name is relate and yes. elevate exactly because yeah. we relate to each other and we can support each other and as a community we can elevate together yeah it's really awesome um and yeah it's cool because you get inspired by other vendors that you meet, maybe they don't even make the same thing as you, or they're not from the same, you know, uh, Latin country that, you know, nationality that you come from, but you just, we all kind of mix together in this melting pot, and uh, that's one of the things that I love about these events is just meeting people and seeing their ideas and meeting other artists, you know, because a lot of these, a lot of people who are vendors are artists, you know, yes. they're makers, they're artists. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot, lot of, of people that I've interviewed say, oh, I started this as a passion project, yep. I started this just because I love to do it, and then people started buying it, so. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm super inspired just by the people I meet every day, so it's I love being at these events. Yeah. Yeah. And how can people find you? You have an Instagram. We have an Instagram, uh, Tennyson's underscore California. Uh, and we also are on Facebook at Tennyson's of California. And uh, we also have a website, same name, www.tennysonsofcalifornia.com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, 
And so you sell at these mercados that you go to at these events, and where else, how else can people buy your merchandise, your products? They can buy online, so if they visit our Instagram or our website, there's a link to our to our online shop. Oh, so, okay. uh, and then they can always DM me on Instagram or email me at uh, lheim at tennisonsofcalifornia.com. Uh-huh. Um, L-H-E-I-M-M at tel- tennisonsofcalifornia.com. And uh, yeah, I can I, I try to list all my products that I have in stock on there, but um, sometimes I've got special orders or custom orders that want to come in, so I'm always open to those as well. Just uh, and you can work it out. So. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for bringing out the lowrider culture to families and all of us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So my next guest is Antonio from Maldición. Maldición, yeah. And so do you want to, can you tell us like how, like that's, that's a very unique name. First of all, how did you come up with that name? Um, yeah, the name uh, I think comes comes about because, I don't know, I always felt like there's, there's always negative things out there uh, in life. Uh, and it's up to us to identify those things in order to fight through them. So that's kind of how I the like name, that. yeah, the yeah. name developed. So. Um, so true. Yeah, yeah. I so, say he, we have to heal through them. Exactly. Right? We yeah. have to feel it, right? And yep. go through the negative stuff. Because yeah. if we keep pushing it away, it's never going to go away, actually. Exactly. exactly. And so that, that's that's how the name came about. Um, we do, uh, we're an apparel brand. Uh, mostly, mostly we do t-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, hats, stuff like that. We do, uh, started doing pins and patches not too long ago, trying to expand the portfolio a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we uh, a lot of our stuff kind of, a lot of our designs kind of uh, are rooted in that concept of uh, just um, being positive and just kind of fighting through stuff. We have one that's called Viva La Lucha, where we combine the iconic Mexican luchador, luchadora, mm-hmm. um, and but made it kind of like La Lucha as like the struggle, so like yeah. Viva La Lucha kind of. So yeah. that's um, so we do we do stuff like that. We also have another design called Beautifully Powerful, and for me that was like um, just seeing what like a lot of a lot of people are doing out there um, in order to improve the community, uh, improve their families, um, or just improve the world. You know, I like I think everybody everybody kind of has a little fighter in them, and, and, and I think it's beautiful to, to to showcase every people's strength and highlight that. Yes. Definitely. You know, it's important to recognize that in ourselves, too. And I think that, you know, as part of our culture, it's, it's difficult to do because we, I think, live in our struggle so much that yeah. it's hard to work through it because we sometimes accept that, like, living in our struggle is where we're supposed to live. Yeah. But we're not. We're supposed to go through it. Yeah. Yeah, like how you were saying. Yeah, no, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so yeah, so we try to we try to speak to stuff like that through our design, you know, and through our art, um, and we put it on T-shirts. I think it's like an accessible. They're really beautiful, and the colors, to, they're the contrast of you. all the big, bold, bright colors. I love it. I and appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You design them yourself? I, yeah, I do all the art. I do all the art, and um, yeah, we've been around for about five years. Yeah, I've seen you at other events too cool. at Huelca um, Dominguero. Yeah. Are you from around here? Uh, so I, I grew up in Half Moon Bay. Uh-huh. I grew up in Half Moon Bay and then um, started this when we were in Sacramento and then we're living in Fairfield now. 
I've lived in Lodi. I've lived all over the place. All over the Bay. Yeah, yeah. All over the Bay. I went to school at uh, Chico State. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've been through, like, this huge, like, huge range of places. In, Ca in Northern California? In Northern California, yeah. Yeah. What's your most popular item? Uh, it varies because... Uh, we we tend to discontinue designs as they sell out, mm. and we'll so just they're like really unique. Then. Yes, a limited number of items. Exactly. So um, one year it'll be one thing, and then we sell out, and I don't feel like reprinting it, and we'll move on to something else. So you have collections. Right? Yeah. You print different collections. Do you sell more T-shirts than anything else? Uh, yeah, probably more T-shirts. I think we're more known for our T-shirts. We've recently, like I said, started doing pins and patches, and those have been like. A really popular item too for us, uh, but yeah, I think almost everybody knows us for our t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. What is your favorite thing about being a business owner? Uh, I think I don't know. I mean, I think for me, it's more more of like the connection, connecting with people, and like uh, seeing people out and excited about what what people like myself are doing and other people, you know. And I think coming to events like this are is awesome because. You get to be around other people that are like-minded and people that are being creative in their own ways and, and just sharing, you know, each other's work and then having people show up and appreciate that, you know? Yeah. I think that's super cool. And I think it, it kind of makes, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of like building this really cool connection between the community, just the community in general, I think. Yeah. And I love that part of it. I think that's one of the coolest parts. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I was younger, we used to go to San Jose to La Pulga. To La Pulga. Yeah. It's different, though, yeah, than yeah, these yeah. events. Exactly. They're different, but it's still a, a, it's still creating community yep. and supporting small business owners and Latino, Latina, Latinx vendors yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing that I think is the coolest because. I think people show up to these things expecting to see people um, that are that are creating their craft, you know. And I think people, uh, when they come here, I think we, I feel like they appreciate our work more than when we go to other types of events, you know, where it's just like, um, I don't know, where there's like a variety of people selling other stuff that maybe they didn't create. So like when 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 like not Latino uh, or uh, Latinx centered events. Yeah, or I just feel like when we when when people come to these events, they they know that the people behind these brands are creating these things, you know. Yes. Not, they're not like buying this stuff from China and bringing it over to you yeah. know. So I think people appreciate us a little. I feel like they appreciate um, us. So we appreciate that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, it's proven here, like, uh, let's see, it's like 107, so that means that we've been open for about an hour, and it's, it's packed. pretty packed, I mean, the taco line is, <laughs> like, across half of a parking lot already, and <laughs> there's Puerto Rican food, there's everything, there's activities, there's even little games, so, yeah. it's fun, it's packed, and more and more people are... Parking. I see them coming from the outside. So yeah, uh, this is the first time I think they do it here in Stockton. So I'm yes, glad it, it is. The I'm, first I'm time. glad. Uh, I'm glad it's been a good turnout so far. Yeah. yeah. Are you from this area? No, I'm not. I am from the peninsula. I okay. The peninsula. Cool. I live in Millbrae. So. Millbrae. Okay. Yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. thank you for coming and no, sharing you. about your products and. Um, 
thank you. No, thank you for giving us this platform to share share our story a little bit. Oh, it's good. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. So my next guest is actually a food blogger. So you want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, my name is Mike. Uh, everybody calls me Dude. Where's my tacos? <laughs> is that your Instagram That's handle? That's my Instagram. Dude, handle. Where, where's my tacos? Yes. <laughs> so where are they? <laughs> I'm still looking, but there's some tacos right there. I'm about to go in on them in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working for tacos today. That's something I usually don't do, but we're about to do it. So they invited you, right? The tacos, the palmitas? Yeah, I guess I guess they needed a photographer for the event, so I was like, you know what, man, I'm just about to be in the bed, you know, taking naps and watching uh, Netflix, so I may as well come out and work. Yeah, so um, how long have you been taking pictures of food, or, or how, how did your journey start? I mean, I've been a foodie my whole life, but, like, uh, the journey started on my personal page. And I made a decision, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to post no more food on my page. I started a highlight thing on Instagram, that filled up really quick because I eat a lot. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to start a part two, so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to start a food page. Didn't think it'd be where it is now, but, you know. So how, what do you mean, where is, how did it grow? So how um, I think a big reason why I grew, uh -huh. um, I think it's location, like Stockton needed something. Um, we have Don Stockton and Visit Stockton and all these other things, but those are repost pages. We needed like original content and a real opinion on everything. Like if it's good or if it's not, people want to know where to go. People love recommendations. So you go around Stockton and areas and eat, take pictures, and review? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I go all over the place, man. I just was in L.A. the other week on a business trip, but... I eat everywhere, but like the truth is, you know, if it's not good, it doesn't usually make my page. If it's good, it makes my page. Ah, so sometimes, if you, if you if you watch my story, you be like, oh, what happened? Why didn't you post that picture? That's because it's it not didn't good. make the cut. <laughs> saying it without saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make the cut. So, um, what do you think about this event? It's the first event out here. This is crazy because I heard about this last night and. One of my friends just walked by and said she heard about it an hour ago and for it to have this kind of impact this just means that Stockton needs more events like this. We'll come out and support it if it's safe and clean and there's stuff uh, worth coming out to do. Yeah. So I, you just tried something for the first time. It was Postrix Concha Cookie. Can we get your first official review? Man. It's the Uni, uni Concha. So. It was fire, but I'm going to go ahead and, and do a live mock bang because, you know. Yeah. Fire. How do you say the name of me? What's the, what's the name of the bit? I, man, I just met her, but it's fire. Y'all should, if you don't so come it, for nothing else, come for the cookies. It's a different It'll make it's your a, day. It's a different level of deliciousness right here. Oh, <laughs> hear that, Lisa? <laughs> hear that? Yeah. So, yeah, it's Bostrik is the name of the shop. She's the owner and creator of these boncha cookies. Yes. And so they're really, really, really delicious. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, where are we at before we got before I got distracted? We're talking about your how food blogger journey, but you also mentioned that you help people with their uh, social media strategy, content. Are you a content strategist? I didn't plan to be. 
but I mean, people wanted to know how. And, I mean, when you're good at something, right? Yeah, so, people, you attract the people, you know, that you need to help them. Yeah, so like, when, when you're good, people want to, want, you know, they want to ride the wave too, so some some businesses latched on early and was like man can, can you can you do for me what you did with your page i never promised that because i don't think i could duplicate that but i could give you consistent pictures i could increase engagement get your followers up and that always leaves the business that is something that i consistently hear from small business owners they're like i know i need to be on instagram but i just don't have time for it i don't know how to do it and that's, why, and that's why you bring enough. me in and then Enter Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And I hope this isn't crossing the line, but um, one of the restaurants I'm working with, uh, Ray's Deli, they were at a crossroads. They think about maybe even walking away from the business. And uh, I, I started helping them with the Instagram a month ago, and now they're killing it. They're killing it. Yep, and, uh, the power it, of social media. It, it really is power, man. And people think, uh, not, and what's wrong with a lot of restaurants, especially in Stockton, because we got our OG restaurants. Yeah. They don't realize the importance of it yet. They want to keep doing yellow page ads and be on the record. And that's just not where it's at. Like, we, yeah. we look at our phones more than anything. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. The whole world is in the palm of our hands <laughs> on our cell phones. And... Yep. I'm also work, working with Fufu Juice Co. in Stockton. They just opened. We just hit a thousand followers. That place is amazing. Yay. If you haven't been, go check them out. Um, and then the rest of the restaurants I work with are in the Bay Area. Uh, work with this place called Batch and Brine. Fire. Get duck fries if you go. I also do uh, duck fries. Duck fry. You? Yep. Oh. About the food. Yeah. And then uh, also I do uh, Robert's Walnut Creek. Uh -huh. And then on top of that, I also do this. We're developing a new restaurant. Can you tell me that I, can't, I don't think I can tell you that one on camera, but yeah, it's <laughs> okay. going to be crazy, man. So where can so people fun. find you? So if people find you to get food reviews, people could find yeah. you to help them with the social media content strategy. What's the best way to contact you? I mean, the best way to contact me is honestly through email. Okay. Um, I respond to email. I don't really put my number out there too much, but you know, I do have a business phone and that's open for business. But um, yeah, man, like DMs get ignored because I get a lot of DMs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I get a lot of recommendation questions and stuff like that. So, so email it, is best? Email is best. And what is your um, my oh. email? Are you going to do like the thing where it says it? Like it's going to be, dude, where's my tacos? That's <laughs> at gmail.com. Like, yes, email me, man. I will respond. And yeah, I, I like emails because, you know, it's more professional and I can tell you for serious. Most of the times when people DM me about stuff, it never really goes anywhere. So, yeah, man, I'd rather get an email and then we can have an official talk. Yeah. You know, strategize. Every restaurant is different. Every business is different. So, like, yes, I come up with different exactly. channels for everything. You know, I might actually be helping some um, other businesses doing clothing lines, etc. So, you know, it might not just be food. Everybody needs photography. Everybody needs... Yes, content. content. Yes. Social media content. Okay. Well... I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you came. I'm happy you're taking pictures and and spreading the word. And now people can find you if they need some content strategy for their business. And if they want to help you find some tacos, then go to Dude Where's My Tacos on Instagram. Yeah. All right, man. I guess we out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 
So I found an attendee and this is the first time she's ever been to a mercado like this and she's going to share her perspective. Uh, you wanna, how's it going for you today? It's going well. Uh, I feel like I'm at home because uh, I'm from Mexico and I haven't been in Mexico in 15 years. So coming here, it makes me feel like I'm home and seeing the unique stuff that they have, like handmade stuff that they sell here, uh -huh. it, it allows me to go back to the stuff that I used to have in Mexico because unfortunately here we can't buy the stuff from Mexico. Like handmade items. Yeah, yeah handmade items. Um, so I'm taking to home a mantel, they're handmade. I'm taking uh, a cup made from Mexico. So I'm taking these items to my families so they can we can have a home items there from Mexico are home. Yeah. So but you can't buy that at Target. <laughs> you can buy that at Target Walmart and finally I'm able to buy it here and also I'm try I'm trying the food, you know. Like we always like food and I try the it's it's food from Puerto Rico so it allows me to taste it from other countries, yes. not only from Mexico but for other countries. Yes. Um, and I'm gonna go visit Puerto Rico in two more months, so it allows oh, you me. Are. Yes, oh, so it allows cool. me to to taste their food before I go over there. Oh, so cool. uh, I I'm, I'm grateful that I'm here and that the people you know they they did this event for people who can go or people who want to meet our culture. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. I'm so happy to hear that. So you drove about 30 minutes to get here. Was it worth it for you? Yes. Yeah, it, it's totally worth it. Um, you know, like spend people, spend time with people, with my friends, and and just having some um, flash, is it like uh, flashbacks from from Mexico? Like yeah. you know, just being around here. Yeah. And people selling, like I noticed that people who are not from Mexico are selling our items. So that makes me happy that they appreciate our culture. Yeah. It's like. In Mexico, going to the plaza and uh, yes. spending a day and uh, un domingo hanging out with yeah. your family and eating and shopping and just like that, yeah, yeah. and buying the stuff that I, when I was eight years old, I'm buying the same stuff like now that I'm 25. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I'm so happy you can make it, and uh, hopefully they continue to have events like this yes, around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully they bring it down to Modesto. It's closer to our home, and you there's a lot of Hispanic population over there in Modesto, so they will be happy to have this over there. Oh uh, yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing. No, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, so my next guest is actually a nonprofit organization. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Arlene Tolorio. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of Sweet Dreamers. Um, we are a new local nonprofit in Stockton. We've been around for just about uh, five or six months. And what inspired you to start a nonprofit organization? Um, I've always wanted to give back to the community, and um, basically, when I really started getting into the idea of um, of the ideas and wanting to be, you know, work for myself, that basically I wanted to have an influ influence and an impact on the community more than just, you know, giving something that was disposable to kids. And um, so basically what I wanted to do was target the kids that are in the system. And so I thought about myself when I was younger and um, just basically thought about what, what it was that made me happy during difficult times and, you know, to figure out what it is that I wanted to give to the community. And um, one of the, you know, times that stuck out me stuck out 
the most to me was when I was eight years old and received a blanket for my birthday. And so during that time we were homeless and you know, it was an old used blanket, but it was a blanket that was given to me and it was a blanket that it just, you know, it brought a happiness to me that is something that I want to share. It was given to me. Yeah. It wasn't even mine. We ended up sharing it, like with my siblings. Uh -huh. um, there's four girls. Um, so, but the, the concept, you know, at my young age is that it was given to me for my birthday. Yeah. And even though that's not exactly what I'm doing is targeting birthdays, I'm just trying to give them something that's theirs, something to um, bring them a little bit of happiness during times that, you know, that they're going through adversity. So what do you do exactly? So you have a booth here and you ask, you're asking people to color calaveras and write messages. And then what do you, what do, you do with those messages? Um, each blanket is uh, handmade. And each blanket also has a handwritten message sewn onto it. So along with the blanket being, you know, given to an individual recipient, um, it folds into a pocket. So and it has a handle for them that you know for easy, <laughs> easy travel. And then the uh, message is supposed to provide you know inspiration and hope for the kids, you know, during the times that they that that they might need some you know um, encouragement and motivation to continue to move forward. That's great. So you're taking something that impacted you in your childhood and you're turning it around and doing the same for other kids. I want to inspire, you know, a sense of hope and happiness I'm a that, kid. that I think uh, a lot of kids don't have in their in their situations, and um, and, th and that can come from something like as simple as a blanket. Yeah, because it did for you. So how many blankets have you distributed? So far, less than 30. Less than 30? Yeah. When did you start this nonprofit organization? I started it in uh, November of 2018, and then my first small distribution was in um, December of 2018. So you've been, you've been in, I say you've been in business for five months, but running a nonprofit organization is just like running a business. Essentially. So basically, yeah, last five months, um, I. That's when I released it basically like to the public was in November. So, you know, there's a whole process that begins before before that of course. Yeah. Um so in July it'll actually be a year since I actually oh, since really started since I started the whole process. Oh well congratulations. Thank you. I hope you know you've done thirty uh, about thirty blankets and I hope to talk to you again when you hit your 300 and then your 3,000 <laughs> and then your 30,000 because I know you'll do it. Definitely, yeah. definitely see myself doing um, big things in the future and as long as we continue to get the, the you know, community support and um, keep in mind that these are, you know, kids, we're just giving to the kids and just the idea of giving, the idea of uh, just paying it forward. So how can, how can people support you? You, you have an Instagram page, I so do. people can follow you on Instagram, and how, how can we support you? Um, you can do that by, not everybody has to donate, of course donations are always accepted. Um, and that's monetary donations. Monetary donations, donations of um, items, we do have a specific list if people are not comfortable donating items, people can donate gift cards to the stores where we purchase some materials. Uh -huh. um, uh, again, inquiries um, can be directed to my direct cell phone number, which is provided um, on our 
um, on the Facebook and Instagram. So I use a lot of my personal uh, social media <laughs> sites, but um, I do have the company website as well that provides all of the information and pictures of events and things that we're doing in the community. And so basically, oh, and they can also donate um, through Venmo and PayPal. So that's one way that we try to make it easy is that instead of trying to find a way to donate, if you, you know, you have a cell phone, download the app and it comes directly to the company. Are you a 5013C nonprofit? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that. So you have applied? Yes. Okay, good. That's great. And it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Hopefully soon. It's been the longest waiting period of my life. <laughs> but it's okay. At least you put it out there and now you're just waiting. So what is your Instagram page? Sweet Dreamers? Sweet Dreamers. Yeah. Sweet Dreamers Inc. I-N-C. Um, and then you can also find me. Sometimes people may not find that directly. You can go through my personal web pages as well. Um, Darlene Solorio. So... They can find me, you know, if they're able to come across the, um, the organization's website or myself. Yeah, and where are you located? In Stockton. Here in Stockton. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for telling us about your organization. I'm really happy that you're doing this. And people, please Venmo her, PayPal her, send her gift cards to the list. Where, where's the list of um, stores where you buy the materials? Is that on your Instagram? or? That would have to be requested personally. Okay. Okay, well, send her an email, a direct message, and she'll, <laughs> so that way you all can send her some gift cards. Definitely. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram, at Giselle's World, and on Facebook, at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com, And please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.